Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. In the Zone. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Fair warning, enjoy every minute of the weather that you're going to have this weekend because come Monday, it changes abruptly. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Youngke. So glad to welcome you to a Friday morning. Today, sunshine on the way. We'll have temperatures maybe a little cooler than they were earlier this week, but still topping out around 49 degrees. Tomorrow, Partly cloudy, but warmer, 57. Sunday, some clouds start rolling in and 48. And then Monday, like I said, a pretty abrupt change. Snow is likely on Monday. 36 are expected high. Of course, Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update in about 15 minutes. Also... It looks like we've got more face-to-face opportunities to learn about Wisconsin agriculture coming back online in 2021. Dairy breakfast, for example. We're bringing you one good news story about one county that's already stepped up to say yes when it comes to a face-to-face experience. Those details as well on a Friday. You're grateful for all the ways technology can connect us. Unfortunately, there are online scammers who want to take advantage. Malicious viruses, phishing scams, and identity theft are more prevalent than ever. That's why Rural Mutual includes cybersecurity protection as an option on every policy. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The Pioneer Agronomy Hour is happening Tuesday, March 16th, and it's something you don't want to miss. Three local Pioneer field agronomists will be joining Pam Yonke for an update on all things that have to do with pest management in southern Wisconsin. To get a feel for what you're going to hear during the event, check out the Defend Your Yield from Pest in 2021 podcast series. Agronomist Bob Berkovich of southeast Wisconsin is going to help you tackle the issue of weed resistance and management. You know, as we look back from the past 10 to 20 years, weed control has been actually pretty easy in our corn and soybean fields with the herbicide technology that's commonplace in in those crops. But moving forward, issues with weed resistance and weed management is a a huge deal, and and these issues aren't going to go away. The Pioneer Agronomy Hour is happening Tuesday, March 16th at 10 a.m., and you can register to attend that event and get the Zoom link by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. Protect this year's yields with the help of Pioneer. Some sure signs of spring in Wisconsin, potholes and puddles. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But there are other signs of spring as well, including seeing the bags and the tubing in our maple trees around the state. Bob Bosel, as we said, here at the world's longest barn on the northern end of the barn. And Josh, you've been around talking to people all over the state and the maple sap is flowing. That it is, Bob. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We've had very, very beautiful weather all around Wisconsin. I, I actually wore short sleeves earlier in the week, if you can believe that. And a month ago, I, I didn't think I'd ever bust out the short sleeves ever again in my life. But we are back. It is beautiful in Wisconsin. And like you said, that is prime time for our state's maple syrup producers. I was able to catch up with Teresa Barone. She is the owner of Maple Sweet Dairy in Brown County. And they tap over a 1,000 trees every single year. 
year. This is something that Teresa has been doing her entire life, and it has been beautiful, beautiful weather for Tapping Trees. So this really is our busy season. Um, most people around Wisconsin are already tapped. We up in Depeer had our first run over the weekend, and we did our first cooking on Sunday. Basically, the weather has to be above freezing during the day and freezing at night, and the weather forecast looks great for the prime maple syrup sap running. Well, that is awesome. I am so glad to hear that. And I guess kind of walk me through what the whole prep and then the actual tapping and then post-tapping looks like. Basically, when you go out to tap, you want to tap a maple tree, meaning a sugar maple, silver maple, red maple. Um, You want to tap a tree that is at least 10 um, inches in diameter. You want to tap your tap hole into about inch and three quarters to two inch into the hole or into the tree. And you want to tap it in and then tap it in until you hear a hollow sound. Put um, your bucket on or your pail on and then wait for that um, sap to start running. You want to, when it comes to cooking your sap, you want to collect that sap as soon as you can and cook it as soon as you can. The quicker you cook your sap, the better quality circle you will get from that sap. At your farm in De Pere, Maple Sweet Dairy, how many taps do you guys actually have? We have 1,300 taps. We have um, taps on tubing. We have taps on pails. We have a solar vacuum system out in our woods to help with um, a larger yield on sap. And we, um, we have collection tanks about seven collection tanks throughout our one. So we are just set above hobbyist operation. Okay, and I guess that this would be as good a time as any to ask you to kind of paint the picture for what Wisconsin's maple syrup industry looks like. How many producers, average number of taps, just things like that. So Wisconsin is fourth in the nation's maple syrup production behind Vermont, New York, and Maine. There is roughly, this is a low estimate, um, and I'm thinking there's probably four to 5,000 producers. Um, it seems there's more producers in Wisconsin, and actually with the coronavirus pandemic, it seems more people have also come into the industry this year. People really want to um, know where their food comes from. So this is something a person can tap a couple trees on their lawn. They can tap, you know, a hundred trees. It's really, you know, what they feel um, they want to do. Um, there is some bigger producers in Wisconsin as well, um, but mainly I would say it's hobbyists under that thousand to tap. Uh, I should say three thousand taps and below would probably be fifty percent of the state of what um, people tap. Teresa, you've grown up around this. This has been your life, your entire life. Maple Sweet Dairy, the farm that you currently own. That is where your childhood was spent, right? Yes. Making maple syrup since I was little. Um, my parents started making syrup in 1964. The little thing was when we made syrup, I have 10 brothers and sisters. So as my parents grew our family, we grew more taps. And still to this day, the family comes out to help with the collecting and the cooking. And it's really like many operations throughout every maple producing state. It's a family tradition. It brings people together. It brings families together. And that's why I think the industry just seems to shine more and more because people really like that enjoyment of that time together. All right, wait, hold on. We got to back this train up a little bit. So you grew up with 10 brothers and sisters, tapping trees, making maple syrup. That had to be a really fun upbringing. 
It it was, and it's it's great now because there's a lot of grandkids, and the grandkids come out, and the great grandkids come out. So, um, yeah, we since we were little, you were expected to go help carry that pail out of the woods and bring it into the collection. Teresa Barone is along with us. She is a maple syrup producer in Brown County. She is also the executive director of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association. So, Teresa, obviously, maple syrup is the bread and butter of your operation. But what are some of the other products that you make that consumers seem to really latch on to? Well, through our business, we um, we have uh, our maple sweet dairy concentrates mainly on our maple syrup and then our Second business, Maple Buzz, which is my daughter and my business. We make um, balsamics, vinaigrettes, maple cream, maple cotton candy. Um, we make a maple coffee, a honey coffee, um, a maple bourbon coffee. Many people throughout the state of Wisconsin have worked with Spreckers, and we have a maple root beer through Spreckers that many maple producers sell. But we kind of have gone beyond just that maple syrup. Um, it seems the value-added products are really taking off. Yeah, it seems like that's happening in so many different commodities just because of the way the consumer market is going. And if we had to step back and compare from when you were a kid to today, is the big difference that there is more of a desire for value-added maple syrup products? Oh, most definitely. Um, it seems when I was younger, it was maple syrup and maybe some maple candy. And, you know, one other product we started making, we make a maple bourbon, which you age in the bourbon barrel. And that has become a popular product in flavored syrups. You'll see more and more flavored maple syrup where we make a cinnamon syrup. We make a honey maple syrup and bourbon syrup. And those are, it's just something different. Mm, You're making me hungry. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that maple bourbon. That also sounds delicious. I want to go back to something that you talked about just a few minutes ago. You said that during coronavirus, more people are getting into the maple syrup industry. And you're in a unique position because you don't need hundreds or thousands of acres or you don't need animals. You can just have a handful of trees and that's all you need to get going. But with that, what are your words of advice to the people that are just starting out? Well, my advice would be the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association makes a great beginner's book that is free to anybody, and it goes through step-by-step the process to identifying your trees, to um, the size tree you should tap, you know, all the way to the tapping, to the collecting, all the way to the bottling process. That's what I would start. Get something like that to read up on, because you don't, trees are like cows. You there's something you want to take care of and stuff. So you don't want to be tapping your tree wrong. You want to take a little education before you just go put a hole in the tree. Um, And you can buy, there are so many great maple suppliers throughout the state that you can, you can buy um, a couple spigots, a couple sap sacks, you know, anything like that. The big thing is anything you're going to store that sap in, you got to make sure you're storing it in a food grade container because sap will pick up the taste of what the container is it in. It's in. So don't be throwing in an old pickle tails. It'll take that taste of pickles. So you really want to make sure you're using a food grade collection method for your sap to go in. Well, that's great advice because it's fun to have flavored maple syrup, but pickle and maple, yeah, I don't... Uh... I don't know if we necessarily need that. Teresa, just as we begin to wrap up, this is your busy time of the year. Like we said, what does the next month or so look like for Wisconsin maple syrup producers? 
it it looks like the weather should be a great maple syrup season in here in Wisconsin. It really does. We've had great years the last couple of years. Actually, last year was the best year we ever had in maple syrup production on our uh, maple sweet dairy in Deep Pure. It was one of the best. We are hoping that this year is as great. <laughs> Hey, I hope so, too. Best of luck as you're heading out into the woods. That is Teresa Barone. She is the owner of Maple Sweet Dairy in Brown County. She also happens to be the executive director of the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association. They have got some really good events to help you get into the spring and maple syrup mood. In Manitowoc, the Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center is going to host their inaugural Maple Syrup Days, March 26th through the 27th. And then there's another event that is happening even sooner in Antigo. It is going to be the first official maple tree tapping. And that first tree is going to be tapped by our current Alice in Dairyland, Julia Nunez. Happy tapping. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Delectable understands how hard it is to have the kids at home, to work from home, plus cook and do dishes. Check out the delicious options for your whole family, available Tuesday through Saturday for curbside pickup. Visit Delectable.com to choose from this week's selection of chef-inspired entrees everyone in the family will simply love. Be sure and check out their virtual culinary dinner theater options for a truly special date night. What's for dinner? Delectable.com. Johnson Tractor from Land to Lawn. Registration for Johnson Tractor's Planter Clinic is going on now. This clinic is catered to your situation based on your Case IH or Kimsey planter. Take classes on your own time and have access in the field once planting starts. Complete your class by March 31st and earn a reward on your next parts purchase. Look for the registration link at johnsontractor.com. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help regarding an attempted homicide that occurred one year ago. On January 29, 2020, a mother and her two young children were brutally attacked by an unknown gunman in the 2700 block of Dahl Street. It is presumed that the gunman followed the victims from their residence located in Kennedy Heights Apartments. While traveling in the 2700 block of Dahl Street, the car in which the gunman was riding cut the victim off, forcing their car to stop. The gunman then exited the car and fired multiple rounds into the car that the victim and her two young children were traveling in. The mother and a child sustained injuries related to the gunfire. Madison Police Department's Violent Crime Unit is reaching out to the public in hopes that someone has more information about this senseless act of gun violence. Please visit MadisonAreaCrimeStoppers.org or Madison Area Crime Stoppers Facebook page for additional photos and video of the suspects. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, here we go for a final Friday. It's a Compure Final Friday financial ag weather update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live this morning. I was uh, mentioning earlier that uh, you better kind of enjoy every minute of the weekend because Monday might be a shock to your system, at least temporarily, huh? It'll be a little different. Yeah, I'm expecting most of us are going to talk about some rain, but that's a few days away. 
and snow really does tend to show up in some of the forecast maps. I've seen some indication of, of snow, especially southern Minnesota into western Wisconsin. But that's developing into the day Monday. Right now, we've got some pretty nice ways to wrap up the week and head to the weekend. A week cool fronts dropping through out of the northwest. None of that a big concern. Nothing on radar around our part of the country. We're in the clear. At most today, I'd expect southern Wisconsin, I'm kind of talking Madison, you'll probably see some more clouds develop, especially later, mid to late afternoon on toward the evening. The rest of us are probably just going to hold on to sunny skies and okay temperatures. Not as mild as they've been, still above normal low for this time of the year, so not a bad day at all. It warms up as we move on into Saturday. In fact, southwest winds start to work with that system that's going to build into the central U.S. for early next week. It's an upper-level low way out in the west coast. I expect it to move into the mid-Mississippi Valley by early in the week, but because of its slow movement and the size of it, that's why precipitation is expected to build in here into next week. Out ahead of it, we get a warm-up for Saturday. A few more clouds is still a very fine day Sunday. But Sunday night and Monday, that's when rain, rain and snow and the like will begin to edge on in. And we'll certainly be having something to talk about on Monday. Until that, pay attention to the forecasts over the weekend. Make sure you're prepared because Monday morning may start out just a little bit different, if nothing else, at least because there's some rain. I'll have forecast details right after Boost that. agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. Like you said, kind of suck it all in this weekend because uh, Monday you might want to just stay in bed. Oh, it won't be that bad, but it'll be a change. So our Compure Financial Ag Weather update is for a mostly sunny day today. Clouds build in in the south later on. Upper 40s for all of us with the northwest wind at 5 to 10. Clear skies tonight. There'll be clouds in the south early, but all of us otherwise clearing out. Mid and upper 20s, kind of a cool night, but that's almost normal. Northwest winds will be at 5, sunny, more mild Saturday. Low and mid 50s as winds become southwest at 5. And Sunday, partly sunny, back again in the upper 40s, almost to 50. Winds becoming east at 5 to 15. It's Sunday night into Monday that snow and some rain develop, and we'll have to be ready for that one on Monday because it's going to be a genuinely wet start to the week. Are we thinking it's going to be heavy snow is it icy snow you know what i mean are we going to have to refresh our winter driving skills oh anything is going to be slippery you know if it's not just rain it's going to be slippery right now so eh, just watch it this weekend to see how it develops if it stays further south this is going to be a little light stuff but it could make a lot of changes in the weekend if it's not us who else is going to get nailed Further north, I would expect right now, uh, you know, that southern Minnesota, western Wisconsin, yeah, lacrosse, you're maybe in the crosshairs. 
Hmm. All right. We will prepare accordingly. Have a good weekend, buddy. All right. You too. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, uh, we are encouraging you, despite that forecast on the Monday snow, remember, National Weather Service needs rainfall reporters, and we're encouraging our audience, especially you folks in rural communities and our farm folks, you value the weather, why not be a part of the solution? Go to uh, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and you'll see the link there. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compere.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like discounts on select Granger products and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So is there some kind of magic elixir that can strengthen your brain, immune system, cardiovascular system, and help you sleep better? It's not magic, it's running. Try for Schools is hosting the Wanakee Family Trail Run Saturday, May 15th. In person or virtually, your entry supports school health and wellness programs. Register today at tri4schools.org. Try for Schools, bringing out the champion in every kid. Sponsored by Nordic and Midwest Family Marketing. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more 
modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now that's a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No. You're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy, and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great-looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Delectable understands how hard it is to have the kids at home, to work from home, plus cook and do dishes. Check out the delicious options for your whole family, available Tuesday through Saturday for curbside pickup. Visit Delectable.com to choose from this week's selection of chef-inspired entrees everyone in the family will simply love. Be sure and check out their virtual culinary dinner theater options for a truly special date night. What's for dinner? Delectable.com. Rob. Can we all come to the conclusion here that Aaron Jones is not going to be a Green Bay Packer? Like Brian Gutekun says, are maybe going to work out a long-term deal. Do you even see this happening? No, I, I, I think he's you know as good as gone at this point, Debo. When they didn't take him, and when they couldn't get a deal done, you know, be, before um, you know before, before the deadline was due on on the tags, you know, now we've got a couple of days next week that's technically called the legal tampering period, and then. The new league year starts on the 17th, which will be next Wednesday. So theoretically, Evo, I mean, they do have six more days to get this done. But, but Evo, if they really wanted to get this done, it would have got done at some point during the season or certainly since then in this, in this time where they've had to negotiate with him. If they really wanted him in town still, they would have tagged him for one year at a pretty reasonable rate of about $8 million uh, to keep him in town. Evo, it's one of the greatest head-scratchers to me that I can remember in, you know, 30, 40 years of this team and certainly the 20 years that I've, that I've covered them. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're talking about one of the five best players on the roster. We're talking about one of the four or five best running backs in the league. You've, you've had him on the cheap for the last four years as a fifth-round draft pick. Um, you know, to, to say now all of a sudden, you know, the, the budget doesn't line up with keeping one of your best players um, in town, it's it, it's absolutely moronic. I mean, we're talking a guy evil <laughs> the last two years with what three thousand total yards, thirty touchdowns. I, I, I mean, think about that. It, Green Bay running backs just don't do that. He he's easily their best running back since Amon Green. He might be better than Amon Green was, um, you know. And 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 Green then and Jones are probably the best two running backs they've had, you know, dating back to to the glory years of Lombardi. You know, with you know, with the Jimmy Taylors of the world. So, 
Evo, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. If you want to chase Tampa as, as the gold standard now, and, and, and you've got to find a way this offseason to catch a team like Tampa, and in addition to that, stay ahead of the Rams who have added Stafford, right, or stay ahead of the Saints or the, the Cardinals or Sue who added Watt and Seattle and oh, whatever, the, the rest of the NFC, you, you, you can't let one of your five best players walk out the door for absolutely nothing. And and that's what they're going to do. Yep. And they're going to turn this thing over to Dylan, I think, next year and draft a young guy to, to pair with So him. no Jamal Williams either? I'd be shocked. I think he's just too similar of a player at the end of the day to what Dylan is. And I, I think they're going to hammer away 300 times next season with Dylan and, and try to pair him up with kind of a smaller scat back. I Evo, I'm fully of the belief that the best backfield, the best running back tandem in the league next year by a mile would have been an Aaron Jones-Dillon combination because we we saw in that Tennessee game late in the season what what A.J. Dillon can and and potentially will be for Green Bay. And and they used a second-round pick on him, and, and, you know, justifiably they want to see what he is. But Aaron Jones, we know this. He, you know, he's gonna he's gonna bust one every single week at some point in time. It's a matter of when, right? And if you can limit his carries to about two hundred or so during the regular season, have him fresh for the postseason. I mean, Evo, he's the second best wide receiver on the team. He's a three down back. He's great in pass pro. Um, he's as good of a guy as they have in that locker room from a leadership standpoint. Twenty six years old. I mean, he's in the prime of his life. If you're not going to pay or keep a guy like that, who the hell are you going to keep? <laughs> oh, Rob it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's astronomically moronic to me, Evo. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I agree with you completely. Rob Reichel joining us right now from Forbes.com. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. So, Rob, what what is the move for the Packers then? I mean, the new salary cap is out. The Packers are, what, like over $9 million over the cap. Like, what what's next for the Packers? Well, they've got a few different options here, obviously, Evo. You know, either restructure or to cut. The main guys clearly that they would want to go ahead and restructure, and I won't bore all the listeners with the details. You know, Aaron Rodgers is about thirty-eight million against the cap next year. Ebo, Zadarius Smith is twenty-one and a half against the cap. Um, they could kick the can down the road on those two guys and and have them around maybe longer theoretically than they would want to by pushing some of that money deeper and back into that contract. They could probably take Rodgers from. You know, you bought, let's say, 30, 38 million to 28, and they could take Zadarius from, say, 21 to 14, and that solves all their cap issues right there. You know, they could make a couple of cuts too, Evo. Preston Smith is clearly the guy that, that I've had circled from the start, either cut, restructure, or trade. Uh, Dean Lowry is in that mix. Preston Smith, if he's gone tomorrow, Evo, or today, saves the $8 million. Dean Lowry's going to save you about four. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, Monday, there's a lot of deadlines circling around out there. It's the deadline for dairy revenue protection adjustments. It's the deadline for deciding on ARC or PLC for your farm. It's also the deadline for getting enrolled in crop insurance. And man, you've got more choices on crop insurance this year than you ever have, and they're all pretty pricey. Stick around. Lucas Conmey from Compure Financial has got some really interesting details on what you should expect, especially if you haven't pulled the trigger on that final coverage. Stick around. That's coming up. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So, the 12th day of March. Happy birthday to politician Mitt Romney, the 70th governor of Massachusetts. Happy 75th 
to actress, singer, dancer Liza Minnelli. She's 75. And on this day back in 1989, People's Choice Awards were being handed out. Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep got the People's Choice Awards for motion pictures. And Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad got the People's Choice for television. Ah, how the mighty have fallen, huh? And now you know. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up in 2021. You know, as more and more people become vaccinated, there's more and more confidence that we'll see some of our festivals, our fairs, our events return. And Josh Scramlin joins us this morning with good news about June Dairy Breakfast. And the county that is moving ahead with the festivities is Dodge County. Brenda Connolly is the Dodge County Dairy Ambassador along with their Dairy Promotion Board there. And Brenda, we're still waiting on a lot of counties at this point, but you guys announced and it's official. So what can you tell me? Yes, um, Dodge County is having our dairy brunch this year. So I'm really excited that um, we're able to have it. It's going to be on Sunday, June 6th from 9 to 1230 at the FWR Nell Farms outside of Juneau on Highway S. Um, They were gracious enough to want to host it last year, and they decided they'd love to host it again this year. So um, we thank them very much, the family, um, for being our host. So we are excited that we can go ahead and have our dairy brunch. Well, that is so exciting. It's so refreshing to hear, and I I can't hone this point in enough. It is an actual in-person event because it's going to be a county-by-county basis. Some will do a drive-through. Some may not have it at all. But in Dodge County, it is in person. Yes, it's going to be our actual in-person event. Um, we're not going to have drive through or carryouts available. It's going to be like our normal brunch. We are going to have, um, you know, extra precautions taken. We're going to do a lot more diligent on our cleaning of our tables in between um, people that want to sit down and eat. Uh, we're going to ask the visitors to please throw their own garbage out at the end of the tables. All of our condiments, um, like our syrup, it's all going to be in individual packages this year. And people going through the line, um, we're going to have a new food system of how we dish out all the food to you so nobody touches it except for um, the volunteers and we'll have masks and gloves so it'll be a nice safe environment for everybody we feel uh, with it being outdoors and hopefully like we usually will hope is it's going to be a nice weather so we're hoping to space tables out more outside so people if you don't want to sit inside you can also sit outside so we have a a lot more precautions that we're going to be taking but we feel that um, with our low prevalence in our county and with the host, you know, being comfortable with it, that we can have a really successful dairy brunch this year. So in so many counties, it's the county's dairy promotion board that puts on these events. And while it's really fun for the public and it's it's a great showcase for agriculture, it's also a fundraiser for a lot of these promotion boards. So for you guys specifically, the money you raise from this event, where does it go? Yeah, our um, our funds for this is our large fundraiser and only fundraiser. Um, we give out two scholarships a year um, for youth in Dodge County that are pursuing ag degrees. Uh, we have our Dairy Ambassador Program, um, where the Dairy Ambassador goes around to the fourth grade schools and teaches kids all about dairy every year. And then she does other programs throughout the community at libraries. Um, just We do a lot of product donations. Um, we do a large donation to our local Elks Club for the butter, for their holiday baskets. So the money gets gets all stays in Dodge County and spent throughout the community. So without this um, event that we have, we aren't able to um, do as many of these different promotions throughout the county. So it's it's vital to our, um, our survival of our committee. 
That's Brenda Connolly. She is the Dodge County Dairy Ambassador along with the promotion board there in Dodge County. And they are one of the first counties to step forward and say officially that they are having an in-person dairy breakfast. Get more on the story at MidwestFarmReport.com. And as always, for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Thanks, Josh. And like he said, if you know of uh, dairy-related events that are already being planned in your county, let us know and we'll share the good news. Send us an email, farm at midwestfarmreport.com. Markets are a little lower in overnight electronic trade this morning. December corn's down two at 481. November soybeans, seven cents lower at 1236. July wheat currently down three cents at 632. Remember yesterday, Andy Fallman from EverAg said that that $1.9 trillion American rescue plan could influence our food prices. Well, it may have already started yesterday. Barrel cheese went up a nickel at 155. 40 pound block cheese was up four and a half at 179 and a half. While double A butter on Wednesday, make that Thursday, dropped a half a cent to 170 and a half. Fluid milk contracts are firm overnight. April milk's actually up 12 cents right now at 1821 100 weight. May milk is up two at 1850 100 weight. Another quick reminder that uh, we are looking for rainfall reporters. I know many of you have expressed interest. Now we just need you to sign up. The National Weather Service has partnered with Midwest Farm Report to try to get folks specifically in rural Wisconsin as part of their rainfall reporting group. Now you can sign up. We've got it at the top of our Facebook page, Fabulous Farm Babe, MidwestFarmReport.com. Just look for the rainfall reporting story. And or you can text RAIN to the number 877-301-FARM. So grab your cell phone, put the number in, 877-301-3276, and then in the message, put RAIN, and we'll send you a link right there. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Automotive maintenance means a lot more than an oil change or tire pressure. It's about staying safe on the roads. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we carry a huge selection of automotive products at great Blaine's prices. So whether your fleet is many cars or just one very special car, you've got a lot of good reasons to get genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Right now, when you buy three Cooper tires, get the fourth one free. Trust the automotive experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You'll need what's under the hood to make noise. Or you'll miss the real noise. Hammered one. Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton carries long-lasting car and truck batteries for power-hungry fans of the game. After all, you'd rather listen to a brewer than a bummer. Your soundtrack of summer relies on Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton. Interstate batteries. Outrageously dependable. When it comes to putting a room together, I'm brilliant. No idea where you come up with these things. You didn't put the room together. I can just scribble an idea down on a piece of paper and voila! Voila! 
You drew the room and handed it to a lazy boy interior designer. I don't know how I do it. These ideas just come to me. Your idea was to go to lazy boy. That's all anyone has to do. I mean, I'm not bragging. You're totally bragging. But a little planning and you could have a home that looks like this. Anybody can do that. It just takes a simple meeting with a lazy boy interior designer. It takes about an hour. Then they take it from there. It just feels good to have it all come together like this. I can finally put my feet up and relax. You've had your feet up the whole time. It's time to order your custom designs for summer delivery. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, when you think crop insurance, you definitely want to think Compure Financial, especially in 2021. Welcome to it. Conversation with our friends from Compure Financial on some of the critical elements that you need to keep an eye on in 2021. There's plenty of discussion going on around the state about a lot of those elements. But today we want to focus in specifically on what is coming up as far as crop insurance. And remember, growers, you've got to make those decisions by March 15th. Lucas Conme is along with us. He's a state insurance product officer with Compure Financial. And I said to Lucas right at the outset, I am being told by many a source that uh, you should prepare first off for sticker shock, regardless of what your crop insurance strategy looks like. What uh, what say you, Lucas? Yeah, thanks, Pam. Um, yeah, we talked about a couple of things before we kicked off here, and uh, so sticker shock is one, and also there's just a lot going on this year. So prepare prepare for some time to be taken when you're when you're sitting down with your crop insurance person this year. So let me address first the 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 thought of sticker shocker that's what you're hearing it it your crop insurance policy as you know it from 2020 to 2021 is going to cost more uh it's for good reason um as we all know the price environment has become much more positive for producers and so the crop insurance prices are much higher actually the highest i've seen probably in my career as a crop insurance agent um what would also as high as the, as the volatility in the market or the implied volatility and so those two factors are driving crop insurance premiums higher. Um, in a lot of cases, 20 30 40% higher. So, yes, when you see your crop insurance premium for the year, you're going to go, oh, boy, that's, that's a little bigger than I remember. But it's, it's all good. Um, we did a presentation yesterday, and, you know, if you do some quick math, so the, the corn price and bean price were set on Monday. The corn price is four fifty eight dollars uh, for 2021, and the bean price is eleven eighty seven. So on corn, that's 70 cents higher than last year and $2.70 higher on beans from 2020. But that equivalates, you know, just generals, if you're talking an 80% policy, revenue protection policy, you know, you're getting well more than $100 more in coverage in a year. So, again, it it is sticker shock. It's going to kind of take you back a little bit. But just remember, there's a lot of positive behind that. You're getting a lot more coverage than you did in 2020. And now we're locking in prices that are, you know, in a lot of cases, above break even and possibly locking a little profit. So yeah. it, it's a good problem to have, but it's thicker shock. Yeah, and like you said, uh, be ready to take some time and work through your options. That's the other thing that's a little challenging this year, Lucas, or maybe it's just me. I've always kind of leaned towards the revenue protection side. Uh, now we also are having a lot of folks that ask questions about the supplemental coverage and then also that enhanced coverage side of things, ECHO they're calling it. Uh, how many growers are you working through all three of those scenarios? Yeah, that's uh, so to answer your question that 
our hope is a lot, if not all. So our, you know, our job at Computer Financial is just to educate the producers as much as we can on what's going on. And there is a lot to talk about this year. Uh, you know, we, we start off with the ARC and PLC decision that producers got to make by March 15th at the FSA office. And based on what decision you make there, whether you go ARC or PLC, um, you know, years ago, it was kind of a slam dunk. You knew what you're going to do this year. It's more of a, oh, you know, it kind of depends what your perceived risk is or where you are a little bit. But based on that decision, then you get into that SCO or that supplemental coverage option discussion. Um, and that's a, a band of coverage on top of your multi-apparel. So that got a little more popular last year as people started to go into the PLC program. And it's a really good value. It's got a really high subsidy. It allows producers, uh, I'm going to speak specifically for Wisconsin, where typically, you know, we have a lot of 75%, maybe 80% policies. It allows them to get a higher coverage level for a, for a good price, again, because there's a very high subsidy. So then for 2021, we, we the RMA, Risk Management Agency, up the game again, and now we have ECO, which allows two other bands of coverage, uh, two different bands of coverage above uh, SCO. So that ECO, you can take a band from 86 to 90 or from 86 to 95. So by the time you wrap your, your multi-parallel decision in and then an SCO discussion, an ECO, and what you should do there, it's a lot to take in. So it's definitely taking more time. Um, the regular multiple costing more. It's it's just setting up for a long discussion. Like I said, it's all positive. There's a lot of education and it's a lot of coverage for our producers. Their risk should be well managed, but it, it just takes some time this year. You know, and I'm going to ask you, Lucas. So let's say that I'm a fairly good sized operator and I've got uh, quite a bit of acreage in uh, one spot that's got great farm ground, and then I've got another chunk that's in an area where the soil's not necessarily that productive. Are are we getting down to almost a field-by-field, section-by-section management on some of these crop insurance decisions? I mean, like I said, I got good ground. I got not such good ground. How, If I'm a big-size operator, how do I split up uh, my responsibility on that? So my, my biggest uh, recommendation for a, a farmer is is to decide, A, you should know your cost of production. That's, that's the key to a good uh, risk management program, have a good marketing plan. Um, that's obviously where you're going to make your money is selling your, your commodities at a profitable level. But what I would say is the next, um, you know, what's your risk? Where do you perceive your risk at? You know, these farmers are getting really good at growing good crops. Um, I got surprised yesterday by, a little bit by a, a farmer I was meeting with. Uh, we've typically uh, insured for uh, price risk, uh, but he came at me with wind. He was worried about when that derecho from last year is still in guy's head. So what I would say um, before you sit down or as you're thinking about your risk management, what's your risk? Because if you know, if you're concerned about something, then your insurance person can can figure out how to best cover for that risk. Obviously, there's all kinds of risks out there. Um, but what is your risk going to this year? Have you aggressively marketed and you just need to make sure those bushels are going to be covered in your insurance policy? Then, you know, we up your revenue protection policy, your individual coverage. Are you just worried about price risk? Is that the only thing that's going to affect you? Then maybe that ECO and SCO option are good for you. So determine what your risk is, and then we can help uh, facilitate the best risk Excuse me, risk management plan for you. That's an interesting, yeah, weather-related uh, side note there. You're just joining us. Lucas Conmey is along with us. He's the state insurance product officer with Compier Financial. And again, stressing how critical it is that you take some time and some serious consideration on all your crop insurance options this year. 
um, because there's plenty. And as Luke has pointed out, uh, you will see a substantial increase almost regardless of what product you choose when it comes to your premiums. But like Lucas said, with the guaranteed prices we've got in as floors now, you're getting a whole lot more value with that product than you did before. So what other questions do I need to ask myself, Lucas, before I schedule my meeting with my Compure Financial uh, Insurance agent? Because once I get in front of you, (laughs) the conversations go a lot quicker if I'm prepared. What kinds of questions do you ask growers to go through, maybe even take a look back at historical production on their farms uh, before they schedule their meeting? Yeah, it's a good point. There's some there's some real quick things that will make sure nothing gets missed. So um, if you have your planting intentions for, for 2021, that helps. You know, how many acres we're talking about can help guide us on how much premium or which crop. Or, you know, if you're heavy in corner soybeans, we can direct more insurance there. Uh, if you had any land changes, bring that. Uh, any entity changes, got divorced, married, changed an LLC, brought the next generation on to the LLC, anything like that we need to know. So some of those minor details that we wouldn't know off the cuff, um, those are things to write down and bring with you. And then, like I said, the next one is what's your risk? What are you concerned about going into 2021? And then we can, that will help drive the conversation because as we keep saying here, there's there's so many different ways you can go. There's so many different things to talk about. Uh, it takes time. And so, yeah, if you can come with what your risk is and, you know, any changes that have happened to your operation and what your plan is for 2021 as far as crop, your rotation, your acres, even by field, that will really help us get a good start for setting your risk management plan. And listen, folks, let's remember, you've got to make these decisions pretty doggone quick. And that means that uh, be ready with paper in hand, signature in place by March 15th for all these crop insurance uh, questions and answers and policy decisions. And you also wanted to remind dairy producers, Lucas, that uh, don't just get so focused on the field crops because there's other deadlines looming. Yeah, uh, thanks for bringing that up, Pam. Uh, with uh, the crop insurance deadline being March 15th, there's actually a deadline for DRP sales or the milk uh, pro- milk insurance program uh, for second quarter of 2021 is March 15th as well. So if you haven't locked anything for um, March 15th or for, sorry, excuse me, for second quarter, um, definitely talk to your insurance person. We've seen also really strong prices for second, third, fourth quarter of 2021. Um, we're starting at, you know, $18 and we take 95% of that. We're, we're locking in $17 floors for a lot of the time during 2021. So if you haven't gotten into DRP yet, we've seen more people get involved in that. I can't urge you enough to, again, take the time, educate yourself uh, with an insurance person about DRP. Computer's got a lot of tools that help with those decisions, help you manage that stuff. So, um, yeah, don't miss that opportunity. We've, we've learned anything the last year. You just never know what's going to happen. And if we can get our, our milk producers to lock in some $17 floors for the rest of the year, I think we're in good shape along with the corn and soybean prices we have as well. Yeah, let's plan for a positive future. You're right. Thank you, Lucas. Lucas Conmey along with us with Compure Financial. We're talking crop insurance option, folks, and also, as he said, the DRP deadline, both of which are coming up on March 15th. So if you haven't started pushing the pencil, if you haven't started asking yourself some of those tough questions about what is your risk, now is the time to do it and reach out to your Compure Financial office, get that uh, appointment scheduled and get in there to try to help through work through the scenarios. Lucas Conme.